Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to the Manning Podcast. I'm host and founder, Roman Asbill. I am super pumped about today's broadcast. I have a young man on with me today. His name is Dadrian Smith. We've known each other for a couple of years now, and we are going to be tackling the topic of racism, discrimination, and white privilege, and we're going to do our best to come at it from not a left-leaning or a right-leaning or a liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian. We're just going to try to leave all that behind and just come at it with common sense and have a conversation between a young black man and a middle-aged white man. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy today's show. Uh, if you would, head on over to iTunes after you listen to the show, rate it, um, subscribe, tell us what you think. We want to know your feedback. We are not the smartest guys ever, and we never said we were. This is just... Uh, us having a talk and a conversation as friends, and that's sort of how I want this to roll. And so without further ado, I want to go ahead and get right into it, and I uh, hope you enjoy. Take care. Today I have a special guest. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Dadrian Smith is mm-hmm. with me today, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we're going to get into talking about uh, something a little bit later on, but uh, before we get going, I just want you to kind of hear from him a little bit. We both grew up in the same town. Mm-hmm. We both grew up, I won't name the East Texas town so as not to incriminate anyone that may know <laughs> us or uh, or be like, what are those knuckleheads doing? But anyway, yeah. um, but a small East Texas town, I'll just put it that way. And so we grew up in the same town. We didn't know that until we sort of uh, ran and uh, developed a friendship probably you know a couple of years ago. And uh, and I was like, where are you from? And he told me, and I was like, no way, it's where I grew up. So mm. uh, anyway, it's just cool because I, I, where I live now, I don't seldom I, I seldom meet anybody from, from that area. So anyway, uh, Dadrian Smith's his name. And uh, so I'll let him uh, just tell you a little bit about himself. So how did you, so, so we're in Canyon, Texas now. So how did you, how did you come to wind up here in Canyon? Well, Roman, I came here um, for football and a friend. And, um, but yeah, mainly for, to football to kind of brought my name out, you know, I kind of did the whole normal child thing of dreaming to be in the NFL at times and stuff like that. But no, I, I came here to, in search for a football scholarship and to kind of, I guess, start anew mm-hmm. yeah, to put it like that. But what yeah. what position did you play in football? Running back. Running back. Yeah. So did you have a scholarship? Or are you going to just gonna try to walk on? Or well, no, I, I tried to walk on, okay. and then hopefully that would turn into something yeah. that different. But so how did that? Yeah. Did anything ever come of that? Yeah, no, it did. Yeah. It, it did. It did. Um, I talked to the coach a lot. They liked me. It was um, got on it. So that was a pretty cool That's deal. Cool. Yeah, but um, I actually the more. I grew here in Canyon, Texas, a place where I did not think I was going to like it all. Um, it was just flat in the desert. But um, no, I I actually quit football to understand more of who I am, mm-hmm. understand more of why I call myself a Christian, I guess, you mm-hmm. put it like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. So what was your, or what is your uh, your major in college? What were, what were your, your interests well, my interests mainly are psychology. I absolutely love it. Um, I like it too. <laughs> so psychology is like my baby. I, yeah, that's something I love uh, getting interested in the mind as well as talking to people, asking questions. Sometimes even playing dumb at times, just to mm-hmm. just to kind of see like what's going on um, within that. But 
No, yeah. This is, Do you like the counseling side of psychology, the figuring people outside, the coaching side? The what? What? What part of it do you? If there was an answer, if it was a test, I'd probably say D, all of the above. Yeah. Uh, mainly because um, when it comes to counseling, I definitely believe that it's an important thing to help guide people within their thought process. And to be honest with you, I believe that um, people know the answer. I just think that they need to kind of get help and guiding within that answer because if they do it on their own, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it can lead to a dangerous path. On the coaching side, I definitely believe that um, it can go with challenging. And I, I definitely believe that when it comes to like other people with that, I, I think they need to be challenged uh, with that just like a coach would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Yeah. So are you more interested in, in uh, asking questions or getting to the answers? Mm. I definitely would say asking questions. Oh, mm. uh, you know what? Yeah. I think over the years there's been more, just mm-hmm. a lot of asking questions. That's cool. Well, today, uh, one of the main reasons that I have Dadrian uh, with me today is uh, he is a young, cool black man. All right. And I am an older, middle-aged, not cool (laughs) white man. Oh, my God. And I just wanted to see what conversation Mm. we could strike up uh, to cause the most controversy. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I wanted to see, uh, I just wanted to get different perspectives on on a particular topic. And and the the main thing the main thing that I wanted to talk about uh, today with with Dadrian and I wanted to get his perspective um, is in in the news. Uh, well, gosh, I mean, for the last eight ten years, uh, it felt like to me, and and so this is my perspective. Okay, so t- yeah. so today what, what we're going to talk about, I'm gonna, we're going to specifically talk about uh, racism in America, and then I want to I want to ask Dadrian about white privilege and sort of his his mm. thoughts and his opinions on that. Mm. And uh, and so one of the things is when we do these, uh, I, I want to get more to where we're where I'm doing more of this like uh, I don't know if it's interview style but more of a discussion style mm-hmm. uh, podcast. Um, and I talked to him even before we did this. I, I am not coming at this from any sort of political agenda. Now, I do have uh, a... Uh, I don't think you can completely divorce your morals mm-hmm. um, or your worldview. I get that. Uh, as, as best as we feel like we, you know, I want to walk in the room and completely be, uh, you know, transparent and not try to put my opinion in anything. I think that's asking a little too much because I, I don't know if we can ever divorce ourselves that much and just... Mm-hmm. Uh, only, you know, but, but what I'm, what I do want to get to is I don't want to look at this from a far right or far left or Mm -hmm. moderate or libertarian or Republican or democratic perspective. I want two guys. I mean, we have that in common, right? Uh, we both love God. We have that in common, right? And so color is just pigment and it's like, but I want to talk about this and see, where do we hit common ground? Where do we not see that eye and why? And, mm-hmm. and really what I'm here to do is learn. Because um, I can talk about white privilege and I'm like, well, <laughs> what do I know? I mean, I have one perspective <laughs> for sure, yeah. um, but I want to hear uh, Daydream's perspective. Mm-hmm. But it feels like to me, and this is just my opinion, and you can tell me what yeah. you think. Um, it feels like, uh, gosh, for the last 10 or so years, we've gone backwards. Mm. I feel I feel like that that America had been making some progress mm-hmm. as far as racial uh, relations 
were concerned. Now, that's my perspective, and some of that, I'm sure, depends on where you live. As in Canyon, Texas, I'm sure it looks way different than if you're in Chicago. But but what's what's your opinion of that? Am I, am I right? Am I seeing it from one perspective and you have another? Just What's your thoughts? You know, man, um, it, it really is a, a good topic to kind of like cover within that because as an African-American male living in Canyon, Texas, it's different. It really is different because I... I mean, granted, if the college was not here, I would be stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> so, you know, right. um, but it, it's actually interesting because um, due to my like, I guess, psych background and just kind of like looking at everybody and people watching, not in a creepy way, but just, you know, <laughs> you know, he's a creeper. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, uh, <laughs> but just kind of just I see I, I notice things all around me and. The one thing that I notice are eyes, you know, kind of just looking at me. And it's not like a it, – and it may not be due to the fact of my own skin color, but, you know, I feel like sometimes it is. Like sometimes you just can't dodge that. That's something that's just like it's, – it's interesting. Like due to my wife being Caucasian or white, you know, like just who she is, mm-hmm. and we go through a certain like I guess a, like a country a restaurant or some type of thing like that, it's – is different. Like you don't mm-hmm. see that. You don't really see, I guess, interracial couples like that, except you know, within the college. Right. You know, so right. it's kind of it's different. Right. Well, and Canyon's a smaller, smaller uh, <coughs> Texas panhandle town. Obviously, you know, uh, even in Amarillo, it's a little bit different than right. even in Canyon. Right. But then you go to a bigger metroplex like Dallas, and then there's you know, there's a whole lot more interracial or just d- diverse culture, you know, in general. But so. Do you do you feel that as much now, less now, or about the same as you always have? Probably the same as okay. I always have. I don't. I don't really think it's changed. Yeah. Um, and I try not to get too deep in it and just say, "Oh, I'm black," and now they're just staring at me. Sure, you know, yeah. like I, I really do try to look at like all the aspects of it. Like, because I have tattoos. So are mm-hmm. they looking at that? Are they looking at the fact that I have tattoos? Are they looking? you know, at other stuff within that or how I'm dressed or anything such as that. I mean, granted, um, that is is another thing that kind of like strikes my mind because if the same clothes that I have on, if they were on somebody of a different ethnicity, Mm -hmm. then would they look the same? Like would they look at that person the same as they're looking at me? And that is just a question that I kind of like come up in my head a lot. Well, and I can tell you from my <clears throat> perspective as a tattooed white guy <laughs> that that has something to do with it. Yeah. I, and, I, and, I, and I'm not naive enough to say that's everything. Right. But I was telling Dadrian, I think he has a story he wants to tell as well, but uh, where we grew up, I, I remember uh, back, I was in my 20s, and I got called into uh, jury duty in this little small East Texas town. And uh, yeah, back in the day, I had like long, all one length shoulder hair, shoulder length hair and I had a nose ring I had earrings tattoos and I, and I walk in and so the the room is filled with you know uh, men women all ethnicities um, but I was the only like long-haired freaky people in the room <laughs> and uh, and so not not kidding you now this is back in the in the uh, 90s um, but uh, I guess the bailiff and the the sheriff they walked in and they looked around the room and they pointed at me, they pointed at the woman, and they pointed at the black guy. And they went, 
you're dismissed. You can leave. No mm. questions asked. Mm, mm, mm. Nobody said like, uh, <laughs> we'd like your opinion on so-and-so. It was just like the long-haired guy, the black man, and the female. You may leave crazy. the room. And I was like, could you not make it any more obvious? That is crazy. You know. Anyway, so, but I, I, have, I have felt the appearing eyes of judgment yeah. as well in my, in my day. Uh, oh. But, again, having said that, I'm still not naive enough to believe that the, the, the race is... Mm. Uh, is not mm-hmm. you know an issue or what some people are looking at yeah. but so tell me as far as your personal experience where have you where have you experienced racism mm-hmm. and and you could tell a couple of stories there if you want to and on on that note uh are there places that you've experienced it worse than other places like do you experience it more in small town do you experience it more in the metroplex in college not in college you know that kind of stuff you know i believe that the metroplex are just people that are in like bigger cities they kind of just mind their own business granted it probably still exists or it definitely does i'm not gonna say probably it definitely does mm-hmm. uh within those big places but i think they're selfish enough to kind of just you know mind their own business and go their own certain way rather than i feel like smaller towns they're kind of like more property based they're just like yeah this is my this is my uh my property get off of it or something like that and i would have to say um closer to um the place where where we graduated high school um there was a kind of a, a town a little outside it and i remember visiting a friend and it it kind of it was just weird. I did not expect this to happen. I legit was visit, uh, visiting a friend, and um, he just came outside with a shotgun. And I thought, "Oh my gosh, what? What did I do? Did I did I litter? I, which I did. I didn't mean to put gum paper on on his grass. I guess I guess I get shot in the chest for putting some gum paper. I, yeah, it's probably. I, I think I deserve that. I guess. But uh, but um, no, he came out with a shotgun and he said, um. Man, he definitely called me the what you would think. And he just said, um, N-word, if you don't get off my property, I'm going to shoot you, burn you, and hang you. All three of them. Wow. And in my mind, I thought, it, it, it shocked me so much that I thought, man, you know, I haven't experienced it that rough. I've experienced it with other people, like, with their, like being nonchalant about it, but that was definitely nonchalant. I thought that was just kind of like, whoa. And knowing who I am, I tried to turn it into a joke. I was like, well, I'm pretty sure the first one, after you did that, it wouldn't matter about the rest of the two. <laughs> you know, Like if you just shot me, I'm pretty sure that'd be the end of me. You ain't got to do the rest of it. But if you want to, I mean, wow. yeah. So Dang. so what generation was this man from? Was he younger, older? Definitely. He was older. Okay. He, was, he was definitely older. Gotcha. But I think what's, it just scares me because... Um, I don't, due to the fact with, I have a, um, like a white wife and if we have a child and mm. them being mixed and then having friends and stuff, like it, it's getting passed on through generation after generation after generation, like it, it has not died and, um, it's still living and kicking. And so I guess it just terrifies me as a father at, if soon to be or mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, yeah, um, to have a child that grows up with that and just, I want them to understand it, and I'm going to be straight up with them about it um, and let them know that, you know, we love we love you, and, you know, there are going to be people that are not like that. Not everybody is like this, mm-hmm. but there are people that are dumb enough that they're going to do this, and it just kind of terrifies me a little bit right. as, a, as a father to go into that. Why, why do you think that this is still a thing? As far away from, and I get it, like I— 
I realized like we're we're far away from the actual like days of slavery, right. but we're not that far away from when there was just extreme racial prejudice. I mean, right. you, all, you could go back to the fifties and sixties and still see that. Mm-hmm. But but God, why why do you think it's still? Why is it such a thing mm-hmm. in this in this day and age? Like like if. Like with all the the wars that have gone on overseas, it's like I I understand. I can kind of, even if I don't agree with it, I understand some of the prejudice that comes in religiously, right? Whether it's between Christian and Islam, mm-hmm. and just worldview differences that people see, it's like, oh well, those people they fly they fly planes into buildings. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an unfair statement. Not not everyone that's Muslim flies a plane exactly. into a building, yeah. but I can see. Okay, I see where you get there. I don't see anymore like how in the world we on on the basis of skin color how do we how's that still a thing like what's your from your perspective like why is that you know that is a good question and to be honest with you the first thing that comes to mind in my mind just without thinking mm-hmm. um is pride mm-hmm. and stubbornness just those two hand in hand is just being prideful of something, knowing that probably something isn't right, but just kind of going about it saying, I don't, I don't give a, and I'm mm-hmm. still, I'm still going to do this regardless. And which kind of like reacts to that stubbornness saying, you know, you don't care and this is how it's going to go. And with you, you don't even have to like purposely teach your kids by telling them you're showing them by your actions that this is okay. And therefore, whenever they start doing that or the language that you use, like these kids are smart. They're, and they're getting smarter as the as the years go by. Mm-hmm. And they're going to pick up on some stuff. And they're going to start picking up on the words that you say and how you say it. And I just think that it's just going to get continuously passed on through generation after generation to where it's, it's just a scary time mm-hmm. within that. And just due to um, just my ethnicity at the time, I mean, or not at the time, right now, obviously, um, it's, it's just crazy. I don't know. It's just a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed since like being on college campuses, what what's the, how is it different on the college campus than it is in the real world, or is it about the same? Well, being on the college campus, you actually see a little bit more of interracial uh, like relationships, mm-hmm. and um, the professors that I've had so far have been very friendly, very like not fake about it. You know, like you can kind of just me going back to that psych background understanding body language understanding like how the way the words that they say how they say it how much how much attention do they pay than the rest of them and mm-hmm. not just for the sake of skin color but you know just other stuff as well but um just kind of paying attention to everything and uh, all my professors have been super chill and nice about it and my uh, classmates have been great as well so mm-hmm. i think with on the college campus it's almost like we don't have time for that now there are some within the college campus that are probably hiding that. Right. Um, I'm not saying everybody is not racist on campus, because I'm pretty sure there are probably a couple uh, or, you know, more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I think it's more of we don't have time for that. <laughs> We're trying to mm-hmm. get this degree and then go out in the real world. And I think they're so focused on themselves as far as, like, worrying about, hey, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So are we really going to focus on this hatred right now? Are we going to focus on getting our lives together? Mm-hmm. And I think on the more getting our lives together is what they're really focused on to where you don't really see a lot more of the the hatred and a lot more of the racism and stuff like that to the point to where when they focus so much more on the getting their lives together, I, they probably just 
forget about their own hatred and realize that their classmates that are probably that are a different ethnicity than them, they work well together. Mm-hmm. And I, and I guess it's up to their choice rather than that pride or stubbornness kind of kicks in. Or do they do they accept right. this friendship or do they not? You know. Yeah. So <clears throat> when we first started, we we're talking about uh, is it is is the is the the topic of racism or the issue that that's better word the issue of racism is it better than it used to be is it worse than it used to be or is it about the same and you said you know i feel like it's about the same having said that let me qualify that statement so within your lifetime it feels the same would you say you have it better than your grandparents had it or your parents had it oh yeah i would definitely say i have it a lot better because i i think that um the people, my answer, so I put it mm-hmm. like that, um, they've had it worse and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And to be honest with you, I'm looking at it more now. What's happening now in um, in my generation, and yeah, and a little bit older as well, um, that it's not just Caucasian people doing these things. It's also like black people being racist towards other Caucasian mm-hmm. people because they assume that they are racist due to their skin pigment. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking... Well, that's dumb. You're just as bad as the people that you know that you were against, I guess, you know? So that's so to kind of clarify on my end, um it's not just white people. That is not a thing. Um it's also it's I believe it's almost it's all ethnicities that right. are, that can be that way and that have been that way um with I know within my um generation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you feel uh so you're in a uh I don't know that it's that unique anymore, but but from your perspective, mm-hmm. as as a black man that's married to a white woman, mm-hmm. uh, when you experience, let's say, if you experienced race, uh, race racism mm-hmm. from somebody or discrimination, uh, like over a job or anything like that, mm-hmm. uh, from a white from a white man from a white woman being married to a, uh, a white woman, does that make any kind of internal conflict in you? Or does that, it just doesn't really, it's not a thing? Um, I don't really think it's much of a thing now. It used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess um, just kind of first thinking about it, if that be the case, because uh, one of the times where I weren't married, I thought to myself, if I if I did marry somebody that was white, mm-hmm. um, how would I experience this? How would I go about this? How would this be even a thing? Um, but I think the most, I guess, racist things that I have experienced while being married or just it's the most I would probably say is just facial expressions and eyes Mm. like kind of looking as if in pure disgust and it's happened here you know so not approving of the relationship yeah legit not approving and and I made sure not to like think that it's just skin tone. Like I tried to go sure. all around it and try to see, mm-hmm. you know, hey, is it something else besides that? Because I don't want to be that type of person to just be like, oh, is it because I'm black? I mean, right. but yeah. yeah, you know, I I tried to look at that. And honestly, I could not think of anything else. Was mm-hmm. it the tattoos? No, I had a long sleeve shirt on. They could not tell. Uh, like a dress shirt. Right. I yeah. looked nice. I had a haircut. Everything was great. You know, mm-hmm. I thought I looked professional, really. Right. But everything mm-hmm. pointed out to this relationship that I had, it seemed. Right. How's it been with y'all's families? Have you experienced like anything there? And you uh, don't have to go into specifics about what you've, if, if been, yeah. yes or no, but it just, uh, has that been a, a thing? I think 
before, like very, very before, it's mm-hmm. been a little bit, like not too like heavy within that. Nothing right. that wasn't like detrimental to me or hard, I guess, mm-hmm. for me in that way. Um, it was it was something that I could understand. I could kind of see uh, a point of view, which um, not for being racist. I, I'm, I don't understand that. So I just want right. to clarify that. But um, something that can seem, mm-hmm. it can seem racist in the wrong eye, I guess, right. if that makes sense. So um, I experienced and what I would think in the wrong eye a little bit mm-hmm. of that, but not not nothing that is terrible. And how about your wife coming into your family? And not even just your family, but just the extended family. Um, I don't, they legit don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are right. very, they're very welcoming of her. Um, they love her so much. Um, I try to even get them to pull pranks on her. <laughs> and they're like, no, she's too nice. Don't do it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, like if she was really family, you would roast her or you would do this. Like, no. We can't do that. She is such a sweetheart. She's nicer than you'll ever be. Stuff like that, you know? It's like, my gosh. So, yeah. Um, So just on on this particular, um, just on the issue of racism and and discrimination before we switch gears, um, how do you... How do we how do we get past this? And I know people have been Ugh. like, "Well, gosh, if we could have figured that out, we'd have done it, you know, 400 years ago." Yeah. But what's what is something? I mean, people pass laws and they do all this stuff, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think back to everything that MLK did and other great civil rights leaders mm-hmm. and all the progress that they made. But they made laws. They made laws. Mm-hmm. They made laws on books in paper. Right. And that never changes men's hearts. Now, what it does is it protects people. And I'm yeah. all for that because, I mean, people need to be protected. Right. But I'm like, okay, so we've got that part. Now, how do we move past just protecting rights of people based mm. on their skin color mm. to like, hey, why don't you actually? <laughs> yeah. And and I guess in that, is it, that would be partially my answer. Yeah. Why don't you go hang out with somebody that's not like you for a while? Exactly. I agree with that. <laughs> Oh man, you know that is a question that I feel like I don't even have the full answer to. It's one of those type of things where if I was at a job and they we were in this um, what's it what's it called a brainstorm meeting, it was like, hey, how do we fix this? I would be the idea guy. I would try to figure out all the, or just bring out ideas. May not even be true. I may try to throw some off the, off the wall. It might work. Let's take them to Disney World. I don't, I don't know, you know. <laughs> right, right. It may work. It may not work. But um, I think I definitely agree with hanging out with somebody um, different than you are. Mm-hmm. And most people look at that and just get scared because of their their look. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I agree. There are some dangerous people in this world of both ethnic or different ethnicities. And I would right. say both, but different, different ethnicities. Um, but I mean... Crab, I would feel like they need love too. It, I, I would feel that way. But um, crab, I had another thought with that. I almost lost it. Well, I am a very dangerous person. <laughs> so anybody yeah. that comes over to my house just needs to understand on the front end, I am extremely dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I read a lot, and so <laughs> it could cause you harm. I understand uh, the yeah. knowledge, man. <laughs> the knowledge. I uh, got it. I got it. I remembered. Um, I think 
the thing is that gets that certain gets certain people is also peer pressure mm. and how much how easily how easily it is to fall in within that, within that um due to my ethnicity as well if i decided to become a cop mm. i feel like i would somewhat get bashed by mm. my own race and in my mind i realized that there are like police brutalities amongst like you know mm. um Black people, I think that is a thing. I think that's something that needs to be fixed. I 100% believe that's a thing. Um, granted, to fight violence with violence is definitely not the answer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's what MLK did. Some He was completely up on peace, and that's what I'm 100% for as well. So when it comes to that, um, if I decide to become a police officer, I would definitely want to be that to try to stop that, to be in it, almost like, you know, to to be within the monster, to kind of like tear right. it from the inside type of thing. Yeah. Um, but that would just kind of like be my thought within that. Um, but I, I don't know. It's it's hard because you know you get shunned. You almost don't even have a say anymore amongst your own amongst your own ethnicity if you mm-hmm. try to do something that's out of the ordinary than what you normally are. And gosh, I just have so much thoughts within that, and just even language how we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about um, when? And again, since this is a a uh, politically neutral. Uh, podcast how do you how do you feel how does it make you feel because it aggravates the heck out of me mm. uh, one of one of the things that, that really aggravates me is when it all gets blamed on a party oh, oh this is the party of racism or that's the party oh, of racism or oh if they would do this then everything would be better and i see blood on the hands of both parties like yes. I, I don't i don't see and and i could i could argue well one party has more history like but I see blood all the way around on people's hands on on these things, mm-hmm. and and so I hate it when it becomes a political issue because this is an issue of the heart. This is mm-hmm. an issue of someone's skin color, mm-hmm. and really, politics. It's it's a ridiculous thing to blame it on, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you strip us all down and you put us all in in a room together, <laughs> and the door is locked, it's like. We can't depend on our politics for anything. We're right. going to have to depend on each other. So it's a, it's truly a heart issue. So I hate it when, when politics gets blamed on something. Now, I yeah. will say I believe uh, culture, because I believe you know where people are raised has a lot to do with it. I know where I grew up, right. um, particularly in the time that I grew up. It was an issue. It, right. was, a, it was a thing. And, and I felt it. And I, to be honest, I saw it in me because it was handed down to me. Uh, but my own uh, grandfathers, God yeah. rest their souls. Yeah. But, um, but when I started noticing those things in me, I was like, I, I what I what I guess I'm I'm trying to get at is it's like I don't, why don't why don't you question like where does that come from? Yes. Not you, but like people. Yeah. Why don't we question? Why in the world do I? And it doesn't. This is not just black white thing. Mm-hmm. It could be Hispanic thing. It could be mm-hmm. I don't like that Jewish guy. Mm-hmm. It could be that Christian over there, that Islam guy, that mm-hmm. that gay man over there. It's like my thing is why why all of a sudden do you have this hatred in your heart towards a a, a people group? Mm-hmm. And you you know it gets blurry because you know you, you start mixing race within like sexual issues and yes. you're like well but but i'm not against the person i'm against the issue gotcha mm. Mm. i got you but sometimes that even gets blurry and you say it's the issue yeah but i don't see you treating the person with right. with respect and love either mm-hmm. so anyway uh so i do think but but what's your i mean 
do you do you see that run along party lines or you know or things as well? I mean, have you have you noticed that? I have, man, and you know it's something that's cool um, that I've learned. Last semester, I took a class at WT. Uh, it's called Argumentation. It was by a woman named Connie McKee. Uh, definitely shout out to her. Um, I know you probably won't ever listen to this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's whatever, man. It's it's all good. Um, it took, yeah, Argumentation, it has helped me understand more about this world than ever, you know, because we had to do a proponent speech, which was for, and then an opponent speech, which was against something. Mm-hmm. And we had to do both sides. And you never really understand the amount of research you have to do when you have to do uh, for something that you actually dislike. And I thought, man, you know, why do it? So it, it brings up the question, why do I actually dislike it? Do I actually dislike it because of something that my friend said, something that my parents said? Do you Are you going off what their words are or are you doing this research for yourself? So me doing this proponent speech on something that I actually dislike in the world, I thought, well, doesn't really seem so bad after you actually do your research because you have your own mindset rather than somebody else kind of going for it. So I know that class has definitely helped me out a lot with um, understanding more of the world. Now, there are times where the things that I was against and I did an opponent speech for it, mm-hmm. I it it still went with it. You know, right, I still, yeah. that's my belief. That's how I believe it. Sure. Um, but now I think if we actually in this world have, just, just try, mm-hmm. just try. When it comes to that, the skin tone thing, just try to be for it. Mm-hmm. And try to be against it, and then do both sides. And if you see something stupid in what you say, <laughs> then yeah, it just seems yeah, it just seems like common sense. Exactly. And I, and I realized because I again where I grew up and how I used to think when I was when I was a young man. And when I say young man, I mean back in high school, because um, I, I would say since my early twenties, I remember. And this is so weird to me, but I remember in East Texas, and it was, I believe it was ninety seven, ninety eight. There was a KKK rally mm. in another city right over uh, uh, within 30 minutes of where we live. Right. And I remember my friend was like, hey, man, they're going to have a KKK rally on the square in such and such town. I would never mention the town because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you've progressed. But <laughs> but he was like, you want to go? And when, when he said you want to go, it's because here we are in our early 20s and we were like, let's go start some trouble. And I mean yeah. for the KKK, right. not for the black man. Right. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> and so oh, we're there. Man. And I, so go back to the 90s. You remember the 90s. So I'm like buzzed head and I got oh, combat man. boots on. Oh, so what do you think assumed about me as soon as I get there? Oh, I mean, it's goodness. like, oh, a skinhead. you know. And so yeah. I'm like, I got the buzzed head, I got tattoos. And I'm like, got my combat boots on and my shorts. And uh, and I walk up, and I I, uh, I immediately walk up to the crowd of protesters. Right. So predominantly black. There's some white people uh, in there, but predominantly black. And I like stand over there with them, and I was, and and they had these ribbons that they were handing out to protest. And I said, "Give me two. And I, so I like, tied one on each arm. You yeah. Know? And uh, and so the the KKK is walking by, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, and, and and here's the deal. I still believe in free speech. Right. I don't believe in hate speech, mm. but I do believe in free speech. Mm-hmm. And I believe in someone's right to express their opinion about something. Right. But I've never believed, okay, but when, you're, when your opinions become dangerous for another person's livelihood, mm-hmm. that's not what the Constitution covers. Mm. You know, and that's why I went and I was like, I don't mind shouting down that voice, yeah. you know. Um, but I... I I'm I'm the guy that I I believe more speech is better speech. Right. I believe if when, it's when we stop talking 
that it starts getting dangerous. Mm. But if we would actually talk, you know, I remember in the 60s, there was that movie, Look Who's Coming to Dinner. Um, and I, God, I wish I could remember the actor. A mm. uh, famous uh, black male actor, and I can't think of his name, and I'll kick myself later for not being able to remember <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but he, uh, it was, uh, Catherine Hepburn was in it. Anyway, Look Who's Coming to Dinner. And so they, uh, this white girl's dating a black guy. Real controversial in the 60s, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I thought, my wife and I watched that probably about a year ago now. And I remember thinking, I was watching it, and I was like, and that's still the answer. Mm. I was like, it's still the answer. To There's something about breaking bread with somebody mm. and saying, hey, come over. I want to cook you a meal, and I want to I like, and, and your culture's different, and mm. the food may give you indigestion, <laughs> and, and you may just fall off your chair because you're heartburn. like. Heartburn. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, you may have. A mental, emotional, and physical heartburn, mm. you know? But I'm like, but that's that's more the answer yeah. than just having an idea about something. Right. It's like, why don't you stop having an idea about it right. and actually go do something about mm-hmm. it? Well, I don't know. And, and I don't know if you, I don't know what you think, but it's like, I know many times in my life I've been like, well, I don't know what it would look like if I went and invited someone. Like, mm. hi, would you like to come over to my house? Well, you mm. might want to, like, you know, get to know them before you invite them over to dinner. Right. It's not like, hello, Mr. Black Man, would you like to come <laughs> for dinner? I mean, I'm not talking about being an idiot. Right. But what I'm talking about is building a relationship with somebody. Exactly. And then through that, sitting down and sharing a meal with them. And I don't know what it is about food. It, true. Yeah. True. But it seems to unite. And, and and what's really cool, especially on this issue, is that you know the food's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it. Yeah. That's the really cool thing. Yeah. You know, man, I just, I believe that, you know, honestly, kind of like putting a little humor in it. I, I think black people just can't live long because of the amount of <laughs> the amount of flavor, the amount of grease, the amount of everything. that we've. And, you know, I'm not against it. That's the problem. Like, I know it kills me, yeah. but I still want it. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's a problem yeah. that I have. But, you know, and oh, my goodness, I would love to just share that. It being married to um, my wife. Yeah, it was it was some difference within <laughs> how we fix something right. to eat, you know. Um, she, I don't want to be stereotypical, but I don't think she believed in seasonings. I, I don't I don't know if that was a thing. <laughs> like she would just do a pinch of salt. They don't pinch of salt here. Right. You just pour the whole daggum thing, you know, um, or just something. So yeah, yeah that's, with food, I I completely agree. I think that if you just have a meal with them, yeah. it, it's something. Yeah. There's really something about it. Yeah. Huh. And then I think having just having conversations like we're having. Yeah. And without microphones where you're, there's a little bit of uh, pretentiousness involved. But it's like uh, when you actually go and you sit down over coffee and just go, look, what the crap would I know? Yeah. So tell me, what's it like being you? Mm. I, I just want to know. I want to see things through your eyes. What would I know about seeing things through your eyes? Yeah. And vice versa. Very, yes, you know? very much so. And so on that note, that, that's where I want to sort of get into the the white privilege. Um, so I'm going to read the definition that I found on white privilege because I've heard about it and I'm like, well, I mean, I think I know what it means. Yeah. But uh, from the... Uh, from the <laughs> 
From the Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> so this ought to be good. White privilege from the Oxford Dictionary. I'd <laughs> put my pinky up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so white they're clear. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the fact of people with white skin having advantages in society that other people do not have. So, white privilege. Mm. All right. So, I'm just going to throw it out there and just go, white privilege. Is it a thing? You know, man, I would like to think so. <laughs> I, I would, I would like to think, I would like to think that it is. But yeah, you know, I'm not a. I guess I'm not afraid to be wrong. I guess mm-hmm. at times, but um, and that's the thing. My bad. Pause. I, I really believe <laughs> that if you are just people, if you're wrong about something, don't don't be ashamed of it. Like, just mm-hmm. state your opinion. If you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm just put it like that. Mm-hmm. But. I would like to think that there is, mm-hmm. definitely, um, just without a doubt in my head. Yeah? Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, I I, uh, I was thinking about this, and I'm thinking about this from a white guy's perspective. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm like, am I, that, am I the person to ask? <laughs> <laughs> hey, does white, white privilege exist? Well... How would I know? Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even if I knew, would I really know? Yeah. Because mm. it would have, it, it's never been used against me. Yeah. So can I say that it exists? Here's what I, I will say. And then I want to, I want to, I want to say this real quick. And then I want to get, if you have a rebuttal, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so let's just say, yeah. do you feel like if you went to a employer here and said, I'd like to apply for a job. Do you think race would play even just a little bit into them hiring you or not? Yes. I, I would agree. Uh, yes, I definitely think so. And and I don't yeah. believe that about every business. Agreed. Or every person. But in the panhandle area, I would say, yes, it would be a factor. Mm. Would it disqualify someone completely? I don't believe it would disqualify completely. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe it would be a factor. Yeah, I definitely I, I agree with that. Right. I definitely agree with that statement as far as it being a factor. But to completely disqualify somebody, I mean, it's like a it's like a battle within that I'm that I'm having within that. But yeah, I'll head to the final conclusion of mm-hmm. that. I would say I agree with you on that. Right. So I again I, I take that so. I guess what aggravates me about this topic of white privilege, and again, please, and and even if you're listening to this, you want to comment. Yes. Comment, please. Because yes. I, I want the, I'm okay with being wrong. I, I would love to be shown, uh, like, no, you're wrong on this reason. Because again, I know I'm I'm coming at it from, from a guy that's almost 45 years old and white. I get it. The only thing that aggravates me about this argument is that I've already said I agree. Yeah. But now take me, a 45-year-old white man, mm-hmm. and put me in the Bronx, New York. I need a job. Does it play a factor that I'm white? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, so I'm not sure it's... White privilege, black privilege, I think it's a human issue Yeah, that where all of one culture generally congregates, 
and someone that's not of that culture comes in and is an outsider, mm. people tend to be discriminatory. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be a human issue. Yeah. That now, could you say, well, yeah, but it's way more prevalent because it's maybe based on population and statistics. Right. I'm willing to go there with you. Yeah. But I don't think it's a white issue as much as it's a human issue mm-hmm. that we tend to congregate with us, mm-hmm. whoever us is. Mm hmm. And we want to keep everybody out that's not like us. Yeah. And that's not just a white thing or a black thing. That mm-hmm. can be a religious thing or, mm-hmm. or it covers a multiple gamut. Now, that's my my opinion. I'm going to shut the heck up. Yeah. And I want to listen to your opinion yeah. from a completely different uh, perspective. Mm. So with that, it, it is an internal just this internal battle, just struggle that I'm having in my head with when it comes to white privilege and stuff within that. But um, if somebody that was, um, you know, Caucasian that that went into a predominantly black, um, I don't say neighborhood, but predominantly black uh, place mm-hmm. and to get a job, I don't really think that would take a take place within it, uh, the whole white privilege thing. So therefore, um, I, I do believe it's a people thing. And um there is an ongoing joke that <laughs> when it comes to um, being in a relationship with somebody that is white or just in any form of thing, they could help you with finances. They could help get your credit score up. They can help with all these things. But with, yeah. That makes me happy that, yeah. that there's jokes that go on in yeah. other cultures yeah. as well. Because mm. it's like, you know, you all, it's the whole stereotypical, uh, I need a black man so he can show me how to dance. <laughs> and it's yeah. like... Uh, yeah. yeah well, I want to know the jokes on my <laughs> like. Oh where are they? Where, I want to know because you know it's like. Yeah. I get it. I can't dance. Yes, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You know, man. I think just growing up like that. It. it I, these are the things that I've known mm-hmm. as far as when the food, <laughs> the non-season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, making. <laughs> Making Kool-Aid or making any form of fruit drink, you gotta you gotta add more sugar than a, than a pinch of it, or or don't if you gotta read directions. That, that's one thing that I think that's why we die so early as black people is because we don't read directions. We try to let's all be creative. We don't need no Betty Crocker. We need, we need yeah you know uh, type of thing. So. Uh, with the jokes side with that, um, there's that. There is the whole credit score thing. I've heard that throughout my entire life. My my dad even made a joke. He was like, "Tammy, you know what I need to get?" Which is funny because my mom's name is Tammy. <laughs> so that was that was weird. But she's like, "Yeah, t- uh, Tammy, I'm a. You know what I'm gonna do? I think I'm gonna marry the woman from the from the Weather Channel. Yeah." <laughs> I could tell she got good credit. <laughs> I was like, how can you tell this? You know, you can't tell yeah. this. Yeah, but just stuff like that, you know, it's right. it's just, it's crazy. But, oh gosh, I feel like there are just a few jokes that, I, that I've grew up with or right. understood within that. I remember the first, I know we're getting off subject, but I, I remember the first, uh, I don't know, highfalutin uh <laughs> nice dinner party i went to and uh <laughs> and they were <laughs> they had uh water with limes in it floating around oh yeah that's, that's not a thing and i still remember 
I, I still remember, even though predominantly it's other white people in the room, I still remember thinking, what? what who does that? <laughs> yeah. who, who puts limes? No. Like in the main, like I get it when you just have lime water, you know, like, mm. like what? I, so if you go to a restaurant and you order water, do you get it with lemon? Well, now I do. Yeah. Because, because, because I've hung out with you yeah, it's, it's, in it's your the, white privilege. It, that's what it is, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, honestly, yeah. I just get water, and then they just come with lemon. Yeah. Like, I don't really ask for what the lemon. What is it about that? Why do I don't do that? know. They got all these health benefits. They got all this stuff. And now, like apparently, it cures cancer from what I read <laughs> from, from oh, WebMD. No. So Dang. there's that. But. No, man, honestly, the only, like, lime water taste that I got <laughs> growing up was out the sink. <laughs> now, granted, <laughs> granted, that wasn't good. That probably was not good for me, but that's the only... lime buildup on a pipe. <laughs> that's what it and, was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was algae. Oh, <laughs> that's no. what the lime taste was, but Dang. no, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, okay, so, I'm sorry. Good. So, back to the... <laughs> Back to the white privilege thing. So yeah. here's here's in saying everything I've said, I, I again I think I'm the wrong person to have the argument against white privilege. Because mm. obviously I'm white. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like how can I but but I but on the other hand, I hear like I've seen like in doing research just for this topic and, and thinking yeah. about it, like I watched several YouTube things <clears throat> and they were they were interviewing white people doing it on the street. Do you believe white privilege exists? Mm-hmm. And then panic. Mm-hmm. Like white people not knowing how to act. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not trying to be funny, but but we can either address these things in, in a mob mentality and get mad at each other and punch each other in the face, mm-hmm. or we can just look at how ridiculous we are, mm-hmm. you know, and laugh yeah. about it. And, and laugh about it in a spirit of like, I'm laughing at my own white people Whenever they go, do you believe white privilege exists? And they're like, um, 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 yeah, yes. Well, we have way too many benefits. <laughs> we and I'm just <laughs> like, what the crap are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I don't think you're qualified to answer in either direction. Mm. That yes, it's a thing, or no, it's not. Mm. What was interesting though is in at least a couple of the videos that I saw, and I really was trying to be non-partial. I wasn't trying to go conservative, liberal, anything. I was just looking at. Somebody doing it on a college campus, no editing, and just seeing what came out. And and they did, uh, and so they did interviewed white people, and all the white people were like, "Oh, we're horrible." I mean, it's like yeah. white guilt, you know. Mm, yeah. But then they would interview the black people, and they'd ask, "Do you believe white privilege is a thing?" And I thought, and this may show my own white privilege, <laughs> it, I thought that it would be like more of a thing. Mm. among the black community. Mm. But when I'm watching it, several of them, like there was this one, I guess it was in New York somewhere, and it was a black hot dog vendor. And he was like, no, I don't believe in no white privilege. Mm. He was like, I get up and I work all day long. And he said, Mm -hmm. I make a good living doing what I do. Mm. And he was like, I make my own way. This is America. And blah, blah, blah. And he's saying all this stuff. And they just kept going to one after another. And they're like, nah, I don't really think that's a thing. Mm. I was surprised. Mm. Now that... That's one place, and that doesn't speak on behalf of mm. any whole community. Neither do I. I yeah. don't speak on behalf of all white people. You don't yeah. speak on behalf of all black people. But I do, I'm not willing to say I don't think it exists. Yeah. Because I, 
here's the thing. I see it existing. Yeah. In places. Exactly. Um, I see it not existing in places. Mm-hmm. And I see it the exact opposite in places. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder, I, I guess in trying to think about this logically, which is what I, again, what I want my podcast to be is not trying to come at it from any angle, but try to think about things in a cohesive, logical, like what actually makes common sense Yeah, is can we pin this particular thing? Discrimination, I realize, exists. But can you, can you pin white privilege, this term? Can you make a blanket statement and mm. go, it's a thing. And it's a thing everywhere. And it's mm-hmm. a thing all over America. Or do you have to go, it's it's a thing for sure. Uh, because somewhere it exists. Somewhere the term didn't just birth itself out of thin air. Somewhere right. there was an issue. Exactly. And it was reoccurring and something happened. And it became a big enough of a thing that there was a, a definition built around it. It's like, right. It, didn't, it came from somewhere. Right. But... Is it that as much as it's uh, this this area, this city, this culture mm-hmm. is backwards, outdated, not diverse enough? Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with this this place, mm-hmm. these particular people. Or are we just going to make a blanket statement? Because again, I I want it to be both. Right. I want to. I want to. To say, I don't think white privilege should, should be a blanket statement yeah. any more than I think people should hate a black man for the color of his skin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that. yes, that exists, mm-hmm. but it doesn't exist everywhere. It doesn't exist in my house. Right. Um, and so I guess I'm, I'm just wanting it to be a little more like, let's, let's stop throwing around these general terms right. and making it a thing. Yeah that we assume all the black community believes that white privilege is everywhere mm. or other side of the, the equation. All white people think black people are X, Y, Z. It's like, can we, number one, that's one way we could stop with all the tension wars exactly. is stop assuming all these generalities about everybody. Right. And, but the only way to do that is then do the first thing, mm-hmm. get to know somebody and go have supper with them. Agreed. And do it at the individual level. And hopefully if I build an individual relationship with Daydrian Smith, mm-hmm. then Daydrian goes, Hey, I want to introduce you to this white privileged yeah. white guy. Over here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, I want to introduce you to this Uh-oh. white, I want to introduce you to this friend of mine. We don't even, that doesn't even start coming up. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, I want to introduce you to this friend exactly. of mine. And then I meet that friend. And then, Friend by friend, we begin to not believe what we've always believed mm-hmm. generally. That makes sense. But yeah, again, that's my get on these. No, I like this. I like it. Blah, blah, blah. No, I, what, I, do you, what do you think? I actually, it's funny because I kind of agree with you. Like, I'm more on your stand. It's not just because it's like because you were speaking and whatnot, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and I'm with you, but yep. I, I legit agree. Um, because when you really think about it, when you said the hot dog vendor dude said that. 
I bet majority of it, it was just like one of those diverse big city type of things, you know, because right. first of all, I've never seen a hot dog vendor here in Canyon, Texas. <laughs> right, so right. That's the case. Then. Yeah, yeah. Man, you showed me, man. <laughs> but um, so in that in that bigger in that bigger place, I can see that it's not really much of a thing, you right. know, there. But when you go to like a smaller town, smaller place where it's like the diversity is really not there. I can kind of see that. I, I can kind of see that it, it, it is somewhat as a thing. And mm-hmm. when you try to take something that uh, somebody from a different ethnicity to go and try to get a job. And let me just go ahead and say that majority of the people that are trying to get these higher paying positions and try to get these uh, jobs and whatnot mm-hmm. are not going to it. it it's sometimes not even a predominantly black location. Mm-hmm. Like it's somewhere where it's predominantly like, like a different mm-hmm. ethnicity. So, um, I'm losing my thought again. Man, I hate that. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I think to kind of go back onto it to not get distracted. Yeah. I definitely believe that when it comes to like uh smaller towns or something like that or to, you know, trying to move on to something like that, I think it's um yeah, I I, I think it exists in in those planes because I, right. I agree it doesn't just come out of thin air. It doesn't just something had to happen for this to form. Mm-hmm. So, with that, I mean, yeah, I definitely believe that in the smaller towns it's a thing. Cool. Yeah. Or something like that. All right. So we could, I, I want to revisit this topic even more. I mean, as we continue yeah. to, you know, go along, but, uh, but Daydream somebody that you're going to hear uh, on my podcast uh, more and more and from time to, th- uh, from time to time, definitely. And, uh, and, and probably he'll have his own uh, podcast. At yeah. Some point. Yes. I'm excited. And, and I'll be his guest and he can grill me and make me uncomfortable. And it'll be <laughs> awesome. Um, but I'm going to end today with just some rapid-fire questions uh, for Daydrian. And uh, so uh, these are uh, random questions that don't, have to, they don't necessarily make any sense with anything we talked about today. They're just random questions to, to sort of wrap up. But um, what makes your eyes roll every time you hear it? What makes my eyes roll every time I hear it? Yep. What makes you just go, oh, brother? Oh, gosh. You know, I feel like it's, it's, it's multiple things. When people say KFC is the best chicken place, <laughs> I think that it's is so, a lie. It's so stupid. Like, really? What's your favorite chicken place? Oh, Popeye's. Popeye's chicken. Hands down. I mean, I would just say get a biscuit from there because <laughs> you better make sure you bring a gallon of water for just oh one God. biscuit. <laughs> so that, that's my thought. Oh, my gosh. All right. Um. What are some of the biggest misconceptions about you? Mm. Mm, these misconceptions. Oh gosh. Uh I guess how I grew up or things such as that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um like just people's thoughts on how I grew up or what they assume mm-hmm. just by the way I speak now or the way I mm-hmm. uh think now or something like that. Like they just assume that I mm. Yeah, I grew up differently. Assumption about your past and yeah. Like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got you. Um What's your secret sauce? Oh, you know what? I don't got one. <laughs> I really feel like I wish I did, but right now I'm kind of discovering all the sauce. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And You're gathering ingredients. That's what it is. I that's you. what it is. Okay. Um, what topic could you spend hours talking about? Oh, my gosh. Hours talking about it. It's going to sound 
so crazy. But just people's favorite food choice. Like, it, I, I don't know what it is about food, man. I can spend hours talking about it and I think I love it whenever people talk about the favorite or it's not even just food places, their favorite whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, those are like my favorite to hear and how, hear them back it up. Like what's, it could be something simple as favorite lotion. Mm-hmm. Why do you think Johnson and Johnson is here? <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, or, or just random stuff, you know, or favorite deli place or something like that. Yeah. That's interesting. <clears throat> I, I just say it's interesting because, because I've had other black friends and lotions a thing. Yeah. And white, white guys never sit around talking about lotion. Oh my gosh. It's a must yeah. for us. It's, oh, I know. We, we have to. Yeah, we have to. No, I had a, I had a, one of my best friends. He was like, "Oh man!" I mean, he always talked about being ashy and needing lotion. Oh my needing gosh! Lotion. Yes, but it's just funny. Cocoa butter. That's yeah. that's the secret, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret. Hey, here's the thing. So I have this beard, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> one of the best things for beards is to go to the black section at any hair product store. Oh my store gosh! Tell me about it. And like. And yeah. find find something in that section mm. that will make my beard soft. Cocoa butter. Yeah, for real. I'm t- yep, it's it a real heals. Thing. It even heals wounds, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Just a couple more here. Um, what's your best example of fake it till you make it? Oh, my gosh. Um, a job interview. I think that was just the first thing that came to mind, you know. Mm-hmm. I do not have it all together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm going to try my best to make it seem like I got it all together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. What uh just two more. What what do you do to make the world a better place? Mm. It's funny I try to talk to people and sometimes that it's funny how uncomfortable they get just by saying hi to them because they don't expect that but just saying hi to them and try to you know understand more of who they are Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter people of my ethnicity or different you know i just say what's up and cool and then even if we get on a closer note Mm -hmm. i would love to take you to mcdonald's or somewhere to just get a mcdouble have you tried a McDouble with Mac sauce? Mm. Probably the best invention I've ever had in my life, you know? <laughs> Something like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Huh, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> what movie can you watch? This will be the last one. What movie can you watch over and over and never get tired of it? The Book of Eli. The Book of Eli. It is my favorite movie. It. So why is it your favorite movie? Oh, my gosh. I think it just... I love action. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, I feel like he has not played a single movie to where he sucks in. <laughs> I think the I man, yeah. there's something about that man in yeah. a movie. He just, he always does a good job. The movie can suck, but he doesn't. Right. Like, he just stands out. But in that movie, I think it just kind of, you can kind of tell a lot about somebody mm-hmm. by just their favorite movie choice to me. Right. And definitely mine's The Book of Eli. It has a good amount of action. Um a good thing of, you know, he believes that... Um, so what could I learn about you from mm-hmm. knowing that your favorite movie is The Book of Eli? What should I know about you because Ooh. that's your favorite movie? Hmm. There was something that he that he said in the movie that kind of that kind of stuck with me a little bit. Now, occasionally it goes away, but, you know, it tries to come back uh, when I watch it and stuff. But he said um, when he was carrying the book around, he said that he was guarding the book from everybody and anybody so much so 
that he forgot to even live by it. And it was just something that I was like, man, he's been doing all this stuff so much that he just was forgetting the one thing to do. And I was just to live by it, to actually do what it says rather than to harbor it and keep it, you know. And I thought, man, that is awesome. Yeah, man, that's that's pretty profound. Man. Yeah, it gets me every time. I like that. It gets me every time. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I love it. That applies to. Uh so many things exactly exactly and that's what i took it from man it's huh. i don't know the book of eli has always been one of my favorites and i get new things out of it every single time mm-hmm. cool yeah thanks for doing this oh not a problem man i appreciate not a problem. you oh i would do it again yeah i can't wait till your podcast comes out and i'm gonna be oh my gosh i'm gonna be listening to it i'm gonna grill everybody yeah <laughs> bring it I'm gonna bring everybody. the heat yeah yes Awesome. Well, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you uh, if you're liking what you're hearing, please make sure to go over to uh, iTunes or your favorite uh, podcast location place and uh, and like this podcast yes. or subscribe. And uh, and I'll keep you posted on when uh, when Daydream's uh, podcast hits mm. the airwaves. So until next time, go be dangerous. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>